Support comes from Empower Missouri, providing in-person and virtual training to become an advocate for Missourians living in poverty. Registration for Empower Missouri's March 27th Advocacy Day is at empowermissouri.org WOA. Hi, everybody. This is Jason Rosenbaum, a political correspondent with St. Louis Public Radio. Since the beginning of the year, Missouri Republicans have made bills around transgender rights a major part of their legislative and political agenda. They've been pushing for things like barring transgender girls from playing girls' sports and banning transgender youth from accessing things like puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and sex reassignment surgeries. Many GOP leaders, like Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft, contend they're responding to constituents who want to see policy change. What we see from the left is we see that they're trying to push their agendas on other people. And Republicans generally are just saying, look, we disagree with you. If you want to do that, you can, but don't make us affirm that. But others see this emphasis as political pandering at the expense of a particularly vulnerable part of the LGBTQ community. State Senator Greg Razor is a Kansas City Democrat and the only openly gay member of the Missouri Senate. He talked with me about why he and his colleagues are pushing back against these GOP bills and why the legislative outcome may be different than states with a similar political complexion to Missouri. Here's part of my conversation with Razor. So, Senator, why do you think Republicans in Missouri are pushing these proposals that, you know, would ban gender-affirming care to minors, would bar transgender girls from playing girls' sports, which would severely limit what educators could, could talk about in terms of sexual orientation and gender identity at school? Why do you think Republicans are so fervent about pushing these issues? You know, Jason, I think... First of all, the LGBT community has been a political wedge issue for Republicans for decades. I mean, you can go back to the 1950s when that started, but it really heated up in the 70s with Anita Bryant uh, and then the 80s with kind of the religious right coming on a national scale. You know, I would, I'm surprised by the don't say gay bills that are introduced, that Florida passed, the much more draconian bill that uh, Senator Moon offered. That surprises me because it's no longer socially acceptable to attack me as a gay white man. Um, we've won that culture war. I, get, I can go pretty much anywhere and not get funny stares for being a gay man. Um, so that it surprises me that they're going there. It does not surprise me that they're going after the transgender community because it's the last piece of our community that hasn't reached that social acceptability yet. Um, so going after the sports thing, that seemed like a no-brainer. Going for a complete ban of these young people's health care is astounding to me especially coming from the party of individual freedom, of parental rights, of less government, for them to take this leap of, we don't care what science and medicine advocates for and says, we don't care what the parents want, we know better as the government, uh, and we're gonna push this forward. And, you know, I, I chuckle sometimes when I hear some of my colleagues 
complain about the government as if they aren't it. You are the government. Uh, and you've been in complete control pretty much of the government for 20 years now, uh, at least the legislative branch. So the government is is yours. You probably have heard some of the rhetoric that has been coming from some of your Republican colleagues. It's really centered around like we got to do this to protect kids. Um, I, I think that you have probably heard that and probably have thought about that sort of messaging. Like what what do you think about like how they're kind of branding or packaging some of well, these ideas? Well, you know, I could use that exact same line that – I am holding the Senate floor to protect these kids. Uh, The problem is that loses credibility when you also offer the don't say gay uh, bill. It loses credibility when you won't even give the Missouri Non-Discrimination Act a hearing. Uh, It loses credibility when you're the party that said all marriages were gonna fail if I had the right to get married, or the military is not gonna be a superpower if I'm allowed to fight. Um, this isn't about protecting kids. Last legislative session, it was only about protecting women's sports. You know, so the Republicans suddenly cared about women's sports for the first time. Uh, and that's all this was about. And now this year, all of a sudden, it's about so much more. And then it's disheartening because, one, they don't understand who transgender people are and have sat down with them and met and listened and learned. And two, throughout those decades I mentioned when they were attacking people like me, I'm an adult. They're attacking children now and their lives and not giving them access to the healthcare needs they have at that age is going to affect them when they're 20 and 30 and 40 and 50 their entire life. Um, and they are making that healthcare decision for the kid, the parents, and the doctors in the state capitol building. You probably have seen that there have been other states that have been trying to ban gender-affirming care to minors. And I think that they've primarily been in the South, and they've primarily been Republican-dominated states. Um, I'm not sure, though, if the, these states have Senates with a strong filibuster, though. So... Is it possible Missouri, for all its like reputation as being a red state and, you know, very daunting for Democrats, the outcome of this legislation may be less restrictive than some of those other states because of people like you and because they would have to get over the strong filibuster in order to get some sort of outcome? First of all, I think Missourians should be happy that we have a very strong filibuster. Uh, Unlike Washington, we can't just sign a piece of paper. We have to go out there and work for it. Um, And whichever party is in the minority, the strong filibuster helps that party rein in the more extreme tendencies of the majority party. Uh, I think that's the purpose of it. I'm under no illusion that they won't use the nuclear option to get this bill passed. Um, They're... There's a, just a lust to get this done. What I hope is that the majority party, well, I don't hope this, I don't want them to pass it, but at the end of the day, the majority party 
feels like they did what they had to do for whatever reason they had to do it. But I can walk away with some semblance of these kids are going to be okay. Uh, I, I will. That's where we're at now. Um, I, I hope these kids can still go see their doctor and get the care that they need. Um, the, the negotiations continue. Um, you know, like any negotiation, you kind of work up and you think you've almost got something and one string comes out and the whole thing falls apart. And that's happened maybe a couple times. So at some point this session, they're going to get this passed uh, in some form. I'm hoping I'm buying enough time and educating enough people that it is something that is not absolutely devastating for the rest of these kids' lives. Do you think that the reason, one of the political reasons these issues are getting such attention in Republican states is because after many of these states banned abortion, there was really nothing else they could do on that issue, so they have to move to transgender rights? They're, they're a little bit like the dog that caught the car. Um, what do you do now? So, you know, I was told one time, I think it was after the 2018 election, when on the ballot, we defeated right to work, passed medical marijuana, increased the minimum wage, clean Missouri, all of these Democratic priorities. And Missourians turned right around and elected a supermajority legislature that opposed them on all the issues they just voted on. And I was talking to a Republican about that. Uh, a friend of mine, a high-ranking Republican, I said, how do you pull this off? And he looked me dead in the eye and said, we have guns and abortion and nothing else matters. Uh, there will be no retribution on what we do because we've got those two issues. Well, they don't have abortion anymore. Um, in fact, I think that favors our party now, uh, especially with the extreme that they went here in Missouri with no exception for rape or incest. And do they have guns anymore? Is that an issue? What else can they do? Last year, Senator, now Congressman Burleson, introduced a bill that the prosecuting attorney in Butler County, Missouri, Poplar Bluff, not a liberal bastion, drove to Jefferson City to testify and said, this is the Make Murder Legal Act. That's what they're down to. There's nothing else they can pass. So they have to find a new social wedge issue I think they thought it was going to be critical race theory. That dart didn't stick. They're trying to make it stick to trans kids. If this doesn't do it, they'll go after another one. Because at least here in Missouri, they've been in charge of the General Assembly for 20 years and had a supermajority for most of that time. And you start looking at the record, I would want to distract people too. Our state is in trouble right now. Uh, we have schools that can't stay open more than four days a week. Uh, if you do graduate, college tuition is skyrocketing because we are giving uh, less money than we did when Republicans came into the General Assembly. We just you look down the line. If we want to help kids in Missouri, there's two great ways. Or how about we find the missing children in the foster care system? If we continue and get away from kids for just a second, you know, we didn't fund roads for a quarter century uh, in a state in the middle of the continent. We should be the crossroads of this continent. 
uh, and we didn't invest or increase the investment in infrastructure. Um, the record to run on is not there for them. And so now we need a wedge issue. Obviously, people in your district probably are are happy that you're fighting these bills. But yeah. do you think that if you went to some of the districts which your Republican colleagues represent, that they would be wildly supportive of these ideas? No, not at all. No, I recognize that. If you if you put this on the ballot right now, I bet 80 percent of Missourians vote for it. Um, but here's what we know. And I've said this on the floor that these battles, wars that are fought against the LGBT community, we always lose the first few battles, but we have never lost the war. And that's because Missourians, Americans get to know us. And they say, well, Greg's not this monster that we've been told our whole life that he is. He's actually a pretty decent guy. We like him. The same will happen for transgender Americans. Um, we may lose some battles at first, but Americans are going to get to know who trans people are, what their story is, what it means to be transgender, what the struggles are. And then they're going to realize that these aren't the monsters that they're making them out to be. Their doctors are certainly not the monsters they're making them out to be. And that 80% of Missourians who would vote yes now will start learning. And I bet 10 years from now, it's closer to 50-50. 10 years after that, the majority of Missourians will be glad I'm doing what I'm doing. You know, right now, the, the focus is on banning minors from getting gender-affirming care. Is the fear that if that passes, it's going to go past 18 years old and be for everybody? Look, I told people last year when they said it's just about sports. No, it's not. Next year, they're coming after health care. And I was told I was crazy. Um, they would never do that. If they pass this this year, there's something else on the agenda next year. Uh, I don't I think I know what it is. I don't want to say it on the show and give them the idea if they hadn't thought of it. But uh, there's another fight next year. And then once they run out of ways to attack trans Missourians, which there aren't a lot of, by the way, uh, this is a very small population, um, they will find another boogeyman. Uh, they have to. Missouri, there are a number of states out there that have not had openly gay and lesbian and, and, and bisexual legislators. I don't think Missouri's ever had a trans legislator, so we're not in that category. Um, how important do you think it is that the state has had consistent LGBTQ representation in the legislature when these types of issues come up? I've, I've asked variations of this question before. I know it is probably um, a mixture that you prepare for moments like this, but it's also probably uncomfortable that, like, you're the gay legislator, so you have to deal with the gay issues. But it seems like this is this seems like a, it seems different this time around. It feels different this time around. I'll be honest with you. Um, when running as an openly LGBT candidate um, and you are around these organizations, you hear a phrase often that representation matters. It matters. 
And that has a nice ring to it and it sounds good. And of course you can just reasonably figure out, yeah, it does matter. But I'm seeing this year why it matters so much. Um, we have this bill that is literally the government overriding medicine and parents. And my Democratic colleagues get it. They understand why this is bad. I don't know if our friends can ever have the passion that our family has. And I'm not trans, but the transgender community is part of my family. Um, Senator Beck is going to be much more passionate on labor issues. He has lived that life. Uh, and we will follow his lead uh, on that. We're gonna turn to the women in our caucus uh, the Black Caucus, when they're being uh, feel under attack, to understand from their perspective. And now I'm the only one. Uh, I'm only the second in the state's history to serve in the Senate. Uh, and I'm very proud of the fact that it's this district in Kansas City that has elected both of us, me and Senator Jolie Justice. But there is a responsibility to that. You know, I represent the 7th Senate District and the approximately 180,000 people here. But there's also a part of me that knows that I represent LGBT people, no matter where they're at in the state of Missouri. And I, I have to be there to defend them and to protect them and to encourage. It, 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 you're right. It does feel different this time. This is kind of maybe like an off-the-wall question, but one of the things I've noticed as part of a pattern is a lot of the LGBTQ legislators in Missouri have come from rural areas of the state. So you're from Cooter, Missouri. Senator Justice was from Branson, which I know is not super rural, obviously, but, you know, yeah. it's it's more rural than Kansas City or St. Louis. Sure. Um, you have uh, Representative Mackey, I think, grew up in a pretty rural part of the state, too. He did. Um, and uh, JMO, uh, uh, Jeanette Mott Oxford, I think, was from rural uh, Illinois. So the, the, and the question I'm getting at here is, are Republicans missing an opportunity to expand their tent by being so hostile to a community that may have conservative views on things? It, it seems like actually this could be, in the long run, politically damaging to them on the margins. No, and I think there's several points to make there. One, personally, I ask myself that question all the time. If I hadn't been gay, who would I be? Where would I be living? What would my job be? What would I be doing? I would have a completely different life. Um, but the part that I really think about is, would I have the empathy that I think I have for other people who are different, who are the others in our community, who don't fit the mold of the average Missourian, but are very proud Missourians. And I don't know if I would. I don't know if without the life experience I've had, if I would have that empathy for the others out there. I also look at it, and I'm sad for these rural communities, because Think of the people you just named off. Whether you agree with our politics or not, we're all good people. We all want what's best for our communities. We all want to make sure that people are prosperous and living the best life they can. And 
we were all pretty much driven out of our homes. That it was not a place we could live safely and happily. And we lost a little something, but those communities lose a lot because I could be living in Cooter, Missouri right now and saying, guys, you know, if you want to fix these sidewalks, you need to call your regional planning commission and start figuring out where these grants are. Uh, Cooter might look different. And then as far as Republicans go, oh, absolutely, there are conservative LGBT people. In fact, I know a woman uh, in New Jersey. She is the most soccer mom looking woman you've ever seen. Uh, she is Republican, a card carrying member of the NRA and transgender. And we were texting yesterday and she was, she said, I just cannot believe what they're doing in Missouri. Cannot believe it. Uh, so I don't, I've always wondered how you can be Republican and gay when they're so hostile to who we are as a human, even though you understand and agree with the other public policy issues, that insult is so personal. I don't know I could, if I could overcome it. How, okay, you mentioned before that like Vicki Hartzler made being antagonistic to the LGBTQ community like her main issue for years and like she crashed and burned when she ran for the Senate. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's very obvious to me that this is going to be a big issue in Missouri and in nationally next year. How successful do you think these could be writ large? I mean, Missouri, from a statewide perspective, is difficult for Democrats, even if this issue didn't exist. But like how impactful do you think this is going to be to the people that are trying to use it as a wedge issue, as you mentioned? What they have effectively done is put us in a position where we have to, as Democrats, we have to defend what is currently the unpopular opinion. I think everybody knows in that building, in the Capitol building, that this is gonna flip-flop quickly. I don't, I don't know how they've missed the calculation that when you look at that 80-20 poll, it's showing how people would vote on the issue. It doesn't ask the question of how passionate are you? How much do you care about this issue? So the leadership in the Senate has said that taking care of these transgender issues is the number one legislative priority of Senate Republicans. Number one. Now go to those 80% who said that they would vote, you know, vote for this theoretically and ask them, list your top five, your top 10 priorities for the state of Missouri in this legislative session. How many of them would have it in the top 10? a tiny fraction. Um, so I think they're miscalculating here. This isn't abortion. Uh, this isn't guns. This is, I think Missourians realize that they are just now starting to meet trans people, just now starting to wrap their heads around it. And look, it did. I didn't get to this point overnight. I mean, it took me a, quite a while to continue to meet people, to educate myself, to understand who trans people are. And I think Missourians know that they don't really know yet. 
And maybe we don't want to go making healthcare decisions, which on the surface might seem reasonable, might make sense, but know that we don't know enough to put into law that this young person can't have the health care that doctors and the medical community say that they need. Mm-hmm. I, I know we've talked a lot about the gender affirming care bill. We haven't really talked much about the trans sports issue. Is that issue just less controversial? It, it, like no, I'm. Yeah, yeah, I. I I didn't want to like leave this conversation and not talk about that because I could see something happening on that as well. It's less controversial in the fact that it's less impactful for a lifetime, right? But it is almost just punitive towards these young people. You know, you can't play on the soccer team. You can't be on the baseball team. The first part of athletics in our school systems, isn't it supposed to be about sportsmanship and teaching teamwork? All those things that were taught at a young age. And now these young people aren't going to have that opportunity. Um, At the end of the day, is it going to change their life when they're 60? Probably not. Uh, But it's insulting and it, I think it's just a political issue. Uh, I think within a few years, society is going to change enough that what kind of like bathrooms, we're just not going to think about it anymore. We just opened up a new airport here in Kansas City. We have men's rooms, women's rooms, and gender neutral rooms. Nobody cares. There's no outrage here. People are just going to the bathroom. We all have to do it. Um, and I th- I think Missourians and Americans have figured that out. People got to go to the bathroom. Kids want to play sports. Who cares who's playing on the eighth grade soccer team or the ninth grade track and field team in the grand scheme of things? Uh, And I think think people are going to wake up to that. I have to try to fend off the works from happening in the meantime while people are figuring it out. Uh, That's kind of how I look at it. Um, you know, in the super minority party, I'm not going to get great victories. Uh, so I have to count my victories by what I can prevent from happening that is negative to Missourians. Uh, and this is a huge negative to this population. You can learn more about why bills around transgender rights has become such a prominent topic in Missouri politics and policy by going to stlpr.org. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. And thank you for listening. St. Louis Public Radio's The Gateway gives you the day's news first thing every weekday morning. From the ever-evolving relationship between St. Louis City and County to developments in the Missouri and Illinois state capitals and reports from our correspondents in Rolla and the Metro East. 
We put it all in a roughly 10-minute package with clarity and context. Download The Gateway wherever you get podcasts.